1: Wow. I could really use current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech
0: What's going on everyone? Alex Terras here with another NYX episode of the NYX Jets etc. podcast. And as always, talking NYX on Tuesday. We're recording right now on Sunday night at 1049 p.m. We just watched NYX. Beat the living crap out of the Detroit Pistons, <laughs> as they should. And we're going to talk about what we saw this past week. Uh, they played the Warriors, the Kings, the Pacers, and uh, as I said, the Pistons. So we've got to dissect what we saw from these games, whether it was R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, uh, Frank Nelkina getting some minutes. Then we got to discuss <laughs> Julius Randle, because we didn't get a chance to this week, being nominated for the NBA All-Star uh, event, as well as Obi Toppin going to show up for the Knicks in the dunk competition. And then we got cool. some some breaking news from Woj about uh, Victor Oladipo and how the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks are interested in him. And then we also got to talk about some players that we have on this roster that probably should be moved, maybe not. Who knows? And then John has a big fascination with the center position right now because he thinks we need <laughs> a backup. And that I won't deny that we need a backup. Um, but we're gonna see. We're gonna discuss how the Knicks should go about it, and then we'll discuss the upcoming games and then john what do we got for etc
1: uh what's up alex for etc today we'll talk a little nba logo uh it's a little bit in the news right now so um we'll get your opinion on that and uh, as always we'll talk about the nba tnt schedule and uh of course we'll mention Shaq, not even knowing uh the, the, na- the names
0: of our players too <laughs> we'll definitely get into that terrible terrible you yeah, hate to see it all <laughs> right ricey terrible. <laughs> All right, Ricey, you know what to do. Here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my co host, my pal, the man with the plan, the dude who's trying to get all the centers on the New York Knicks because we're out with Taj Gibson and Mitchell Robinson. John Malika, how are you doing today, bro?
1: What's up, Alex? Oh, uh, I'm doing great. I could not be any better due to the New York Knicks. Who would have thought, man? Who would have thought? Not Vegas. That's who would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Never forget Vegas. Nobody on earth. Um, if, any, if you told anybody on earth, that we'd be above five hundred right now. On March first, they would call you into an insane asylum. Uh, probably they would. With probably. With, with, with our backup center as Obi Toppin,
0: <laughs> they probably actually it's Julius Randle. Obi Toppin is Julius Randle. Uh, yeah. let's get that straight. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no one saw this coming, and it's quite the pleasant surprise. We are doing so well. We're fourth in the NBA standings right now with a with a winning record, 18-17. This is insane, dude. I don't I don't know when was the last time that you could be excited about the Knicks just winning. I guess Melo when Melo was here back in 2012-2013. Um we had the chance to be excited in 2013-2014, but Injuries, the Bargnani trade, all of that stuff just went down. Uh, don't want to discuss that and go down that memory lane because I just want happy thoughts right now. And the Knicks are giving us happy thoughts right now. Uh, they're yeah, doing, yeah, absolutely. They're absolutely. Man.
1: Absolutely. Like, we were 500 uh, two times pretty late into the season, right? Once with uh, Hornacek and once with Fisher. So, yeah. like, it, it, we're not, this is not like too foreign to us, but this just feels different, man. Playing defense ending games with steals, like, it, it, oh, man, it, it, like, it, the cohesion and the um, the camaraderie with this team, it, it just feels different. Like, I, I'm not saying we're this amazing superstar team, but I caught myself uh, scoreboard watching uh, the Celtics and the Heat today, and that just made me feel so good. <laughs> like, that, that made me feel so good inside.
0: Yeah, I mean, how, how can you not when you're watching, you know, counterparts just – Sucking it up uh, as you, the Knicks are winning, which is it's so funny because like people are trying to like hate on Knicks and Knicks fans like for being excited. Like shout out to Mario uh, who tweeted the video of the Knicks just like Knicks fans going wild after yesterday's game against like a grueling game against the Pacers. Like, did you see that on Twitter? Like, just fans like out in the street and just like jumping and being jubilant and just like excited for like a, a Knicks win. It's like. One, no shit, because, like, we're now 500 because it's been eluding us this entire season. Two, it was just a grueling matchup between one of our rivaled foes, the Indiana Pacers, who we hate to death, all right? I was so pissed watching that game, all right? Uh, and then, it was on top perfect.
1: of that... It was so perfect because it was the Pacers. It was so... like
0: Reggie Miller's not walking through that door. No, not anytime soon. Uh, and then, to make it on top of that, Julius Randle, who's an NBA All-Star, goes against, now uh De- Sabonis, who's filling in for Kevin Durant who can't play um not necessarily Kevin Durant, but there's another spot and he's up on the list but it's like okay, so now we got two all stars, and our all star is like no 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 i'm the real all star all right let's remember <laughs> yeah. who the real all rem- let's remember who got chosen to go in you're just you're just a sub all right and you're you're playing like <laughs> a sub too okay let's get that straight um yeah, you on the bubble
1: you came in on the bubble and um yeah. Yeah, Randall. Randall really he, he he put it down. The whole team played well, and yeah, I saw that video. I was actually uh, on the other corner uh, at Stout <laughs> because I couldn't get to the Knicks game. I tried to get that daily PCR test. Turns out to be two hundred fifty bucks. Kind of tough, but I'll be I'll be at the Knicks Pistons game because man, even the even being at the Knicks bar during you know these times where it's not you know crowded or anything, it was still electric, man. Like every booth was electric, you know. We were all like going nuts, uh, and like we were all living and dying by every free throw. Uh, yeah. Like the like you know, like I just felt so good. Like it really did feel like old school Knicks. Like I don't know if you want to start, if you want to get into it now, but like those RJ free throws, like we went from calling him the most clutch basketball player ever. And then all of a sudden he missed those two, and we're like, "Oh my God!" Like this is like, <laughs> dude, it was.
0: Well, it was a down to the wire game, right? That entire game, like we came out so sloppy in the first half, but we pulled it together. Like we pulled together in the second quarter. D Rose hit that like, uh, hit that like buzzer beater three pointer like from half court, and then it just changes the whole momentum, man. Like we got the lead, and then it's just it just put the Knicks in a different, like, mindset and a different, just, like, confidence boost, right? That whole thing. And, and then they were able to come back out in the second half and they just go battle, like, legit battle. It was That was probably the most satisfying... Vi- like, yeah, we we, we we defeated the Bucks. Okay, yeah, we beat them. All right, whatever. <laughs> like, when is the Pacers coming down to the wire like that, man? It's just... There's just something about it, and the tense... Yeah. Like the tense nature about it, and the refs were not doing us any favors. All right, they were not That's doing us any favors. That's
1: a theme. That's a theme this year, Alex. That's a theme this year. And honestly, it's not just with the Knicks too. It's not like a Knicks fan complaint. It's not at all. Pretty much with every team. Every team is complaining about the refs. Like every game I watch, all the league pass games, players after the game, everyone's complaining about the refs
0: this year. Do we have replacement refs? What's going on? Dude, it feels like this is like the NFL season <laughs> with the lockout. Remember, we had all college refs and like watching. Yeah. That. I feel like I feel like all those college refs just came in and be like, "Yo." I feel like there's a, there's like a, a, a I feel like there's just a strike that I don't even know about <laughs> with the refs right now. Um, no, nah, it's real. It was really bad, but no, nah, it's not a Knicks thing. But like, I feel like I guess I don't know. Like, I, like I, we watch mostly Knicks games, so it's like it feels like. It's more geared towards the Knicks because there's some calls I'm just like, what the hell? Like that is not even a foul. Like what are we even doing over here? Um, I don't know. That just the entire Indiana Pacers game, I was on the edge of my seat, standing up, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. heart was racing, like I was just mm-hmm. screaming. Pretty sure my neighbors heard me up, like cool upstairs, <laughs> just like screaming like my head off, just like yes. Normal. I think they're like hearing me like scream RJ's name and just like Noel, like, <laughs> Noel yesterday. Oh my, Noel's been like freaking great right now, man. I A's know. Out of his mind. So, uh, so, so, so that, that's my favorite
1: thing about uh, Noel, right? He comes in with that veteran mentality where he sees that obviously Mitch is hurt and he knows he's going to have to have big minutes and he can't really get into foul trouble, which he kind of did, but he knows he has to kind of be conservative. And then Taj mm-hmm. Gibson gets hurt. And so it's all of a sudden like Noel's paint and he has to stay in the game. And I'm actually so mad that at the end of his game, Breen, um, the press conference with Breen was cut off because he asked him how tired are you? Because he played the whole game, man. It's like I don't want to be you know a Debbie Downer at all, but yo, today was a back to back, and we have to go to San Antonio on Tuesday. And the starters ended the game up twenty, including Noel. Like so, as much as I love Noel's mentality, I just wish she took a break because now I'm now I'm starting to get worried about his health, and we are. Super duper, relying on Noel like almost too much at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh It's you don't want. I mean, we're we're missing our starting center, and we're missing like our third string center right now in Taj. And you know, usually most teams just have three centers, uh, and they and they go by it. Um, but we're at a point right now where we're relying on one center and we'll see, I know Taj is day to day. We'll see what he's, what he's like for San Antonio. Hopefully he's back by then. You know, maybe he just needs to ice it these couple of days. Um, I don't remember what we're seeing what type of grade, uh, sprain it was. I just know it was a sprain. Um, I don't
1: think he, I don't think he's on the trip. I don't think he's on this, uh, he's this road trip. This mini all?
0: road trip. Yeah. Okay. Cause I knew, I know they said he wasn't there for tonight, but he could always fly out on, uh, you know for for Tuesday's matchup against the Spurs we'll see what happens we'll see we'll see what happens that that day but we'll talk about more about the centers later i think just overall let's, let's get into some of the things that we saw this past week uh from the Knicks playing the Warriors, Kings, Pacers and Pistons so John first of all congratulations you were correct this week you had the Knicks going 3 and 1 um the only difference is that instead of having the Knicks beat uh the Warriors, which what you predicted. They beat the Pacers instead. But they still went 3 and 1. So good stuff calling 3 and 1. You were very bold on that. Uh kudos to you. Um so but but but
1: not bo- very bold, man. Not very bold. These team we should win these games like and and it's just bold to us because we don't know what it's like to have a head coach. And <laughs> we finally have a head coach. Like we should be winning these games. You know, we should have yeah. beat the Warriors too. Like I know Steph Curry had a stupid mouthpiece. He lit us up at the end there, but we should have won that game too. That was very winnable.
0: Yeah that uh, that was poor. that was that was the refs. If you want that was that was stolen by the that was legit stolen by the refs. The refs came for themselves that game and. I don't like putting a lot of blame on the rest because the Knicks got to show up themselves and actually like win, and they can't mm-hmm. play, put themselves in that position. But late down the stretch, that game in particular was really annoying because from the, the end of the third going into the beginning of the fourth, they were just letting them play. I'm just like, oh, okay, this is new. You haven't been calling it this entire game, but sure, let's go with this. After just calling ticky-tacky fouls like the first, you know, three quarters. And then we'll end, and then the, end that quarter, going to like the beginning of the fourth, they let them play, and then they start calling ticky tacky fouls again. And it's just like that. I that that to the extent is what's the issue with the refs this season is that there's no consistency in what the hell is a foul, what the hell is going to be called. Like, I get it if you like. We all know everyone in the NBA travels. Like they take like a little extra step. Fine, because you want to consider what the gather is sure but i don't care as long as it's consistently being called i don't care about a foul if it is consistently being called right if you're not going to call it consistently that's where i start getting an issue like there's 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 plays that the knicks don't get in like continuation that opposing teams will get in continuation i'm just like what the hell is the difference between that and being continuation and giving them the and one they're just not calling it evenly throughout games and that's the most frustrating point not just for knicks fans but for fans in general of the nba so the nba's got to get their shit together and figure that out because it's really annoying and it's just like ruining the product on the floor um it's not really enjoyable when i gotta watch the refs like put on the show that i'm not here to watch the refs i'm here to watch the guys play basketball
1: yeah and you know the only thing that they are calling consistently are those uh, shooting fouls, where if you have someone get off their feet or, or move at all, you just jump into them, and that's what really is ruining the game for me. It's kind of like the Harden like put it hard like put it into the world. I think Steph Curry kind of used it, um, but now like the Trey Young is abusing it, and honestly, like I you saw IQ use it today. Uh, yeah, I, if, I hate that call so much, dude. I think it just—if it's just an offensive foul every time—the NBA would be so much better.
0: Yeah, if it's an offensive foul, I just think they should just not call it. Just in, in general, just like because once you start stop calling it, players stop doing it. Um, it doesn't necessarily need to be an offensive foul because then we're just going back to like gang whistles and slowing down the game again. I just just don't call it. Just like legit, just, just stop with this. Um, and the thing I'll say about IQ. And Steph, like, I get that they use it, but it's not as egregious as watching Trey Young hunt for it. It's really annoying watching someone hunt for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, right. That's that's what's ruined that. Like Steph can do it, but Steph doesn't do it. Like you watch Steph, Steph will just. Steph wants to play the game. He's not looking for fouls. Like James Harden in Houston. Like I'll say this on the Nets, he hasn't been doing that. In Houston, he was consistently hunting for fouls, and it's like. He'll be like, oh, yeah, I got 44 points, but yet you had like 22 free throw attempts. And it's like, well, there's half your points. And it's it's just annoying because that's not basketball, really. It's just, all right, I'm here putting up shots at the gym. And no one wants to see that. So the refs just got to get it together and stop calling that. But enough with my. Unless you want to go on, I'm done with the ref spiel. I want to get back. No, to no.
1: I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'm done with the ref spiel. I just want to know what. what what we needed in the Warriors game from the, on the Knicks side to be able to prevail there. Because for me, it was really like we were just sl- lacking a lot on the pick-and-roll defense. Like, that was what was bothering me that game.
0: Yeah, I think it was not only the pick-and-roll, but also just shooting in general. Like, this team is so inconsistent with their shot creation, and they're just shooting in general. Like, when Reggie Bullock doesn't have it going, it's really, you know, when you're out there, and that's the thing, like, Alfred Payton was starting that game. We saw there's not a lot of shot creation when you have Alfred Payton in the starting lineup, as we're seeing now, and we're going to get into that. So we have limited shooters. Yes, Payton had, like, 20 points, but on, like, 19 attempts. So he's taking a lot of attempts. He took some away from RJ. He took some away from, like, Randall. He took some away from Ball. He took a lot away. <laughs> yeah, And, yeah. and he, you just, can't. like, we cannot have. Like, His usage rate cannot be that high. No not at all And that's the thing Like you watch D. Rose Come in here now right Like D. Rose Consistently gets you 14 points But like on Seven Like seven to eleven Shot attempts you're like Oh that that works And it's like He's not abusing Like trying to do it Right He's making sure Everyone gets in rhythm And I think it's For D. Rose Like Because we saw him The last couple weeks Like Chuck shots It's really hard When you have an all-star In the starting lineup Like Julius Randle And it's like all right, I'm gonna go now It's like dude Feed me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: But, and we learned that. We learned that with, uh, with like, the upcoming games when Peyton was out. And then we, you know, we just went straight into Sacramento. And the whole our whole game, our whole pace changed up, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, what? Like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the stats for this game, right, against the Warriors. Randall had 25 points. Bullock had seven. You know, he went two for six from the field, one for three from three. Noel went 4 for 6, had 8 points. Peyton had went 8 for 19, dude. He was a, he took the second most shot attempts behind Julius Randle and had 20 points. He went 0 for 2 from 3. That's tough. That's really tough. That's You can't have that. 19 is tough. You can't, like, no. Like, you can't have that from, like, your... Like, Peyton is not that guy where it's like, he should be taking 19 sh- And the thing about Peyton, too, like, he's taking 19 shot attempts and they're like all within like the restricted area. And so it's it's worse because he's going against like centers, right? He's going against uh, James Wiseman. He's going against – he would be going against freaking <laughs> your boy Isaiah Stewart tonight and just getting <laughs> stonewalled. And it, it, like we don't need that. Like that's not – like my our point guard should not be going into this restricted area all the time just trying to finish around the lane who doesn't have a jump shot. That's just not real. And I don't want to like – Crap on Peyton because he's been playing pretty okay like the past couple of years. We got hurt. Like, pretty just, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, trying know, to be like,
0: as nice as possible. Dude, because like, <laughs> it's like, you know, like the thing is, like, w- we could see 20 points and people are like, oh, 20 points. And we're getting into, fr- like, we were talking about Frank, but it's like, oh, Frank Haven crack, like freaking 10 points. And it's like, yeah, but Frank keeps the ball moving and does other things well. I watch Alfred Payton. It's like he's not passing well, he's not a jump shooter. Like, doesn't really rebound like that. And and he's actually a pretty decent rebounder, but he hasn't been doing that. And when you put up 20 points on 19 attempts, it's kind of like what the hell are we doing here? Like you can't just like yeah. you can't just give me like admirable defense on 19 like it's just that was just rough. So, but no one shot well that game, you know what I mean? Like we had Derrick Rose with 6 for 15, Alec Burks went 3 for 10, and the entire bench couldn't do anything. It was just rough. The bench couldn't do anything that game. It was rough. But
1: yeah, the tide's turning. The tide that, so now that you, it's interesting you mentioned it. So the tide is, is starting to turn, man. So even today uh, versus the Pistons, you could tell we're shooting from the three. We're not really shooting inside uh, in the mid-range that much. And that's really what Art... I mean, I love RJ, and I think he's going to be amazing when he gets his mid-range down, a la Julius Randall. Like, once Julius Randle... Really got his mid-range game to be uh, really efficient. Look how good he is, and wh- what happens? Wh- he doesn't even need to score. Like when you could see in the first half when he was kind of being lethargic and when he was being stonewalled by uh, Isaiah Stewart, he was just able to dish it out, and because he's able to control his mid-range game. And I think that's really um, I, I, we're, we're kind of adop- we're kind of adopting now. So I think we started moving up um to the top half of the league in three-point percentage which is a relief dude because we couldn't even hang with teams before and we're we're dropping over 100 points every single game i know that's like nothing for you know other nba teams but for us that's an achievement like we are we're we're starting to get there you know the whole thing is like we don't have shooters we don't have shooters and as you said like reggie bullock he's our starting wing and he's, he's pretty inconsistent you know what I mean, like and, and and we're we're starting to improve somehow. So I, I'm I'm really I'm excited for. it. And the first game we saw it is with the Kings, right? Because they they have they have healed and Fox, which is you know nothing to poo poo about, like two basically maxed out guards in don't the forget, league. Don't
0: forget your boy Halbert, man, because Halbert was hooping.
1: Yeah, and Halliburton who it was really really good, and me and you had that honestly the whole off season. We were talking about Halberd all offseason. Everyone's like, oh, no, he's a lefty, this, that. We don't know. He's a beast, dude. And we kind of shut him down, too.
0: We did. Uh, my thing with, uh, like, I guess the thing with Halburn is, like, everyone was, like, worried about his shot and his frame. It's like, can we just stop? Like, I just, like, if you're— It looks like Mike Connolly, dude. It's crazy. In yeah, his rookie like, year. Well, Mike Connolly's rookie year was pretty rough to watch, like,
1: no, no, I'm saying he looks like Mike Conley now in his rookie, oh, like, and, like in oh, in, Bilt, in his
0: rookie year. It's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, built wise, yeah, yeah. Because I was about to say Mike Conley didn't become Mike Conley until like year five.
1: Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> talking he looks like Mike Conley now. It's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's insane. Um, I like the way Halberton plays, but we're not, you know, like we did pretty well. Should, like, we did pretty he, well with no yeah, pain in against
1: him. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, like here, like. The thing with us like going against the Kings, right, like we got to see D Rose as a starting point guard. Thankfully the Kings have like one of the worst defenses in the NBA. So if you want to talk about get a get right game for the Knicks, especially against a team like Darren Fox really gives us a problem. This was a high scoring game too. Like we got to see what the high potential of this team is offensively when everything's clicking, right? Like we put yeah, they are
1: exact problem like the, the the transition offense like that's our kryptonite we can't we
0: mm-hmm. can't guard it yeah exactly and we actually had some decent transition game against the Kings we shot really well against the Kings but you know it was like a true get right game for the Knicks after coming off that Warriors loss you're trying to get back up to five hundred after it just eluded you and. We saw with D Rose in the starting lineup, right, that he opens up the game so much more, like, than Peyton. Like, he opens it up more, but he's, like, marginally a better, like, I won't say more. Like, he's slightly a better jump shooter than Peyton. Like, it's he's not super consistent, but it's consistent enough. Where it's like you have to honor it unlike Peyton, where you can just go zone on Peyton and you're just like, we can do this most of the we can do this like ninety percent of the game, where when you have it against D. Rose, you're like, eh, we can use it in spots here and there, but we really can't because D Rose can still attack the lane and get to the rack, but he also has a jump shot that you have to honor. So that just opens up the game a lot more. And that's why you got to see guys like Julius Randle, Reggie Bullock. Uh, even New Nerland, No Noel started getting better looks. R.J. Barrett started getting better looks. Like, it was insane. Just absolutely insane how well everyone shot. Like, only New Nerland, No Noel was the only one in the starting lineup that did not get to double digits. He only had five attempts and got eight points. He went four for five from the field. But you got 12 points out of Barrett. Uh, and it was efficient. It wasn't like anything like... Crazy, but it was very efficient the way he was playing. You had eighteen points from Rose. He had ten points from bulk, like I said, and twenty one points from Randall. It was just like everyone was able to get into rhythm and just shoot so well. Um and that's what you want to see. And then you like IQ coming in and just working with the second unit, able to get everyone else in rhythm too. Like, especially with Frank. Frank just helped swing the ball. Like Frank is just what you wanted D. Rose to do too, right? Like you wanted D. Rose to come in here, have Frank play or uh, IQ play a little off-ball, have a little on-ball. But you can legit put the ball in IQ's hand and then let him go roaming off-ball because Frank is like, yo, I just want to keep this thing swinging, play defense, and take some shots here and there. So that was it's really perfect. Like, Yo, dude, Frank it, it, is it, it was, so perfect. Oh my goodness. He's
1: such a perfect dynamic for Rose and IQ to just shove Frank in there because he does not want to shoot. I mean, he not to say his confidence is back. And... You and I specifically are really excited about that. We see him pulling the trigger, and just him wanting to pull the trigger is a good My start. God. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's such a it's a good start. So he uh, he's you know he'll he'll be open for the shot, but he doesn't want to. You know he he doesn't need the ball in his hand. He just wants to control the offense and just like you know pass it around. So if he could fit in with D Rose or IQ and play the defense and let as you said d rose or iq kind of roam around man it he could really be he could really be the missing piece on in the guards for our, our bench like he he really could be and then all we're going to be missing is i know you like you were saying a starting wing um do you think we still need a, a starting point guard
0: uh, I mean, D Rose is a good stopgap. I don't know where IQ is going to be necessarily. I don't want to put the pressure of him being the point guard of the future. Um, I think just for the end of this year, at least. Uh, I think. Like, we're do you fine. think we could roll? Do you think we could think, roll with D Rose,
1: I think, IQ, and Frank?
0: Yeah, I think we could roll with that. I don't, I'm not like because I think the Knicks themselves have to think: what do they want to do long term? And I think they're still evaluating some of the guys now under an actual head coach like a Frank Milchino, like a Kevin Knox, guys like this who are like, all right, now we actually have an adult in the room. Can we see what these guys do before we just make a decision? Like, I can can see us rolling with this. There's, like, we need a wing more so than anything else because we just need someone who's dynamic as a scorer on the side. Like, we cannot, like, I know people talk about, oh, we need our point guard to, to score and do these things, but... Yes, that's fine that you need like a scoring guard, but you also need a wing. Like you need someone on the legit wing who can who who's probably your most dynamic player of all, right? Someone who can spot up from 3, someone who can just like shoot off the dribble, someone who can just drive and attack the attack the lane, someone who just can like cut off ball and go run baseline while no one is looking. Someone who can also pass and be a playmaker. That The wing does a lot. They're not necessarily the initiator, but they they do a lot, and we do need a wing because Reggie Bullock, he's okay for now. He's serviceable for what they're trying to do this season, but we we do need a wing. I I I am hard set on that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's that's a good assessment. I'm just serviceable is good. I'm just I don't mind him. I don't love it. I'm gl- I'm glad he's the first person that's you know off for Burks or whatever. Like that's fine with me. I just I love an upgrade, of course. But I'm I'm not. He's not bothering me too much, to be honest with you. He's not. But bo- it's it, it's so funny that you mentioned Knox. Like it, that's Knox's opportunity, and dude, he cannot scratch this lineup. Whether we're in a close game, whether we're up twenty five on a back to back, with you know on the on a road trip, like. He cannot scratch this lineup at all. I, I think the adults in the room have kind of made a decision on him.
0: What do you think? I honestly don't know. But I'm honestly so kinda of lost about Knox because I feel like we were saying that like at the beginning of the season with Frank during like preseason and stuff like that. We didn't even see Frank until I forget what game, like end of the pacers, and like we were complaining like, oh, you can't be hesitant right there, and now he's not hesitant, um, which is I just can't believe that he's not hesitant anymore. Like he catches that ball and he's just like, Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to pull up here. I'm just like, what,
1: dude? He when he when he fired from the elbow, I was so happy. I, went, I was like, yeah, <laughs> That's he, his missed shot. It. he missed. He missed. <laughs> he missed. I was so happy.
0: I, I didn't care that he missed. I'm like, yo, you shot that with confidence. You're looking for your shot. Fine. Like, and the thing is, like, he's going to get six shots a game. Like, I don't, I don't want him to take any more than that. <laughs> That's not who he is. I just need him to keep moving the ball just to take the shot when he's open. That's you just it, like, get the steal at the end of the game. That's all you have to do. Facts. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Kevin Knox is, like, such an anomaly to me because there is clearly, like, he's so raw, right? And Calipari said it's going to take three years or three seasons to him to get going. And I can't even consider last season, like, a second season because he just got royally screwed um, just by everything. Uh, yeah, Fisdale, you know, the whole organization between Mills, like I, just the, like just oversigning too many powerful, just forwards in general and just a backlog of everything. It was so hard for him to get on the court and you gave him like 30 minutes, his rookie season. And you just like completely like annihilated his minutes down to half, which is insane. That's, I don't even know when that's ever happened in a young player's career. Um, so I like this would to me is like his true second season. Uh, unfortunately, the contract doesn't work like that. Uh, so it's tough, man. I just I, I it's so hard to get a read on. Like I can see him being traded, but I can also see them like, no, nah, we're really invested in him. Like I'm, I don't, I get he's probably the hardest player to get a read on what's going to happen. Like I think Rivers is gone. I really do think Rivers is gone. At this. there's no way Rivers can stay. Look, he, he's such a good contract. I think he's the best he's gonna be so tradable. Yeah, Now, once we got Rose, that he made they made that made Rivers expendable. Also, you can tell that <laughs> and I'll say this, when we blew the kings out, right? Everyone touched the court, even Knox for three minutes. Even Theo Pinson <laughs> came in over yeah. Austin Rivers. Yeah. That says something. That was it. Yeah, that, that was it. If I you wanna talk about the nail if you wanna talk about the nail in the coffin,
1: damn. And that's why they they actually interviewed him after that. We haven't heard from him for a while after that. They he was on a Zoom and um, they they asked him about it. And He's like, you know, I'm still here. I want to be here, whatever. But yeah,
0: yeah, over. he's being professional about it. Like, yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's over. So yeah, he knows. Like, oh, look, he came in. He gave us all the hype. Rah rah! Got us all wanting to buy. He had
1: a game. He got us a W. What else do you want?
0: He had yeah. Both against Utah. He, yeah, he was great against Utah. But
1: the question is, where do you like? So he's going to be traded, but for what, man? We need a center. I'm dying, man. I am dying. We need a center so bad, and you need a. You're saying we need a wing, and uh, I I I guess I'm okay. I'm. I guess I'm okay with the point guard situation. I don't love it. I'm okay with it. I Uh,
0: mean, we we know what Rose is here for. Rose is going to be here for. Another season? Yeah. I'm okay with or two, it. Or two and he's gonna he's here to groom like quickly and help with like our our young guys. Like I know what we all know what that is and he's got a little bit left in him. So he's looking just to have playoff push like I, I think he I, I think Rose is very understanding of like where he at he's at in his in his career and he you know, it's been documented that he wanted to come play for like a playoff contention team, which is why he wanted out of Detroit and the Knicks are a playoff team. He's which, comfortable too. Yeah, and he's comfortable. Like, and, oh, he, 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 he said it. He know, said it, said ladies it. and gentlemen. I mean, they're fourth right now. They're they're got a winning record. I, you know, everything can change in the second half, but they're currently right now a playoff team. So, I'm, 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 all
1: right, Alex. I'm so that we have we have thirteen games in March, and optimistic Alex has Mitch Robinson coming the first. Game back in April, which happens to be against Howard Beck's Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, uh, there's 13 games in uh, in March, and without a backup center, whether Taj Gibson's 100 percent or not, it's gonna be tough, man. I I uh, don't. You think we could still? You think we could, you think we're still gonna be a uh, uh, I don't think we're going to be fourth, but you th- you think we're going to be uh, at least top eight, like, in the playoff, uh, in the top eight playoff, without a backup center,
0: and with, and with Mitch still out? So, with Mitch still out, it depends on when Taj comes back, in all honesty, for me. Like, if Taj is even decent to play, like, he's been playing pretty well. It's not... It hasn't been completely... It hasn't been completely abysmal. Um... I don't know if I'm looking at the schedule right now. Right. And we see who we got coming up. You know, after after we play Detroit on the fourth, we got the all star break. And then uh, we come back, play the Bucks, play the Thunder, Brooklyn, Philly, Orlando, Philly. Washington, I'm not worried about play the Bucks again. Miami and Minnesota. That's the entire month of March. If you're asking me, do I think we can get by with Taj and Noel through the month of March? uh, I would say we could beat Minnesota. We can beat Washington twice. So that's three games. I think we could take Orlando. I know Vooch likes to kill us, but we're tied in the series. And I think we can get that one back. Um, I think we could take OKC. And I think we could take Detroit. So that we're talking about seven wins right there. Six wins right there. Uh, and I, and who knows? Maybe they can shock okay. us. With,
1: so that's staying around five hundred. Yeah,
0: that's fine. and I think okay. and I think and I think they can shock us with like a uh, maybe San Antonio. I don't know, Philly. Sure, sure.
1: Plus minus Something whatever. Minus. But you 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 have you have it at around five hundred. That's the point. Okay. So you don't think it, you don't think we're in desperation mode for a center. Uh,
0: I wouldn't say desperation mode, but I would like. I, I would like you know it depends like if, if it all depends when Taj comes back. If we're without Taj. Yikes. Uh, we're okay. in the center. Like, so
1: we're going to throw it out there, Alex, because me and you have been at it uh, a little bit this week uh, about with one the free player agent. Parti-
0: about, one pro- <laughs> about one player in particular. I'm not against the center. I'm just about one player in particular.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a, a Mr. A Kentucky Wildcat uh, by the name of DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. Uh, happens to be a free agent. Got cut. Uh, he's, making, he's keeping his 2.3 mil. So he's probably looking for a veteran contract. Uh, I assume he he is looking for a, a new deal next year uh, somewhere. So he's he's trying to showcase he was unhappy in Houston. Um, he needs playing time, and he also needs some notoriety. He needs to also be playing in the playoffs to get a good contract. We all know how it works. Um, so he needs to make a business decision. He's probably going to wait on it a little bit. I, I think... If he is okay playing 20 to 25 minutes a game and having a bench roll and basically coming in off the bench with a Noel and an OB, I, the problem is he's going to be taking Obi's minutes. He's going to be putting into that. But, I mean, I, I feel like he, what he's really going to be is our backup center for a a nice 15-20 games. So, Alex, what do you think about uh, signing Boogie Cousins, even though we may or may not have a roster spot for him at the moment?
0: Uh, I'm not really for it, just because, to me, um, if we have players and we'd have to cut players, I'd rather not cut players and see what we can move to get a center in return. Um, And we can get, you know... Cheap centers on the t- return just by like trading them and trying to get some sort of asset coming back, you know, with said center. Like if you're, just, like I know everyone hates the second round picks, but we flip second round picks for like key players. Second round picks are not what they used to be. Like I, I hope you guys are starting to understand. Like we found Mitch with the second round pick. You can find good players with the second round pick. Do you remember when Green was a second round pick? they are actually good players with a second round pick, especially if they're higher enough. Um, like if you're telling me like we're Talking like thirty five, forty, like that's just an extended first rounder. I don't care what you say, um, but <sighs> me with Boogie, it's that is the def- our defense is predicated on the pick and roll, and he didn't show that he could cover the pick and roll well while he was in Houston, and that's concerning because we why even bring on a guy who you can't even move. Who plays? Who's playing subpar defense at this point? Sure, he stretches the the court for you. He's he's not necessarily like what he used to be, and I don't know if he wants to be that guy who just stands in the paint. Like that's legit. What he what our centers do is just stand like in the dunker spot, like at the paint. Like they're not out on the three point line doing anything. They're setting screens, rolling. Um, Boogie is more of a dynamic center than that. I don't know if he'd be comfortable with it. Um, and I think that, that I'm also adding like what I think Boogie's for what he actually does and he's not necessarily the offensive score which I'd want from Boogie. And you can't really move him once you get him. I'd rather trade for somebody like a JaVale McGee, honestly, and just like someone who does like the same things that like Noel and Mitch does. Or even like a Jacob Pertle, like and if you want him as like a backup center and like oh my I, God. in case of him, that would like, be I'll, that'd be amazing. That uh, that would be unreal. I don't yeah, think that's on the table, but that'd be unreal. Know. I don't know if that's necessarily not on the table, just because he's going to be. I think he's a free agent this uh, this upcoming season, this upcoming free agency. So, like, if he's like if he's available, I would love uh, the Knicks to like look into that. Like, th- these are the t- like or like you know something because I, we're going to get a like once we get Mitch back. Like, Boogie, if we got Boogie, he's not playing anymore. Like, he, Mitch is going to come back in and it's like, all right, Boogie, you're, like, legit just riding the bench right now. And if he's trying to play for a contract, playing 15 games is not going to do that for you to get you a contract. You need to show more than 15 games that uh, that you are sustain- that you can sustain- be sustainable in this league. I don't know. I, I would rather, like, have the Knicks, like, look for someone. Like, I'd even go with, like, yeah. I'd even, like, trade for, like, a Frank Kaminsky who was not even like necessarily Jeez. that great. I know. Jeez. Or like a Willie Colley Stein in that case and just like because at least he can get something in return. Yeah, he um, just signed. But I know. Yeah, I I, I,
1: I get what you're saying. I know, um, I
0: know I know I know he just, I know he just signed, but I'm just saying like something someone along those those lines. Or like even maybe yeah. I don't know. Like we let's talk to let's start getting to three three team trades. Maybe uh, get like an Aaron Baines in here something something along. those oh, lines. I've
1: been I've been thinking about Aaron Baines for a while and Zubac, but I, I don't think Zubac uh, Zubac. Sorry, Or bring, is, um... or bring
0: our boy back, Luke Cornett.
1: <laughs> oh my boy, he's but he, he's a stretch. He's not really a, a center in the paint. Um, okay, I'm gonna do something crazy and I have not brought it up to you, but I I just kind of want to get your opinion on it. Um, and don't yell at me. I just want to know your opinion on it because. And I don't I don't want uh, this to be misconstrued because I am a Mitch Robinson fan. I like Mitch Robinson, but if you're going to talk about you know if you want to be realistic about it and you want to talk about the pick and roll, he's not really that good uh, on ball defense, right? He's good in the paint, but he's not really good on ball. And let's be let's be frank about it. He he's, he doesn't have that many offensive skills. Like he can't put his back to the basket, and we can't like run a play through him. He's not like he can't be that center you know what i mean yeah um so he's expendable okay like like like, we can we just say that like he's not like this like we're not he's not like our franchise center like he's really good i like him a lot but if 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 there's a if there's a deal to like get drummond in here or to get like john collins in here are, are you considering that at all for mitch robinson
0: not I wouldn't consider Collins because Collins is more of a I don't know Collins is not really someone who's more of a four than a center. Drummond, like if you're really going to move off Mitch, I guess Drummond, but I don't know. I like I mean Drummond Drummond is like is like a is, like a, a, is a top my,
1: center in the league, like double double, he's from yeah, Brooklyn. My,
0: my thing is like so if you're talking about Drummond, right? Like Everyone's talking about trading for Drummond. I know Mark Berman loves trading for Drummond. He's just infatuated with bringing the Mountain Vernon native home. Uh, you have to pay him. Like, are you telling like we have to pay Julius Randle and Drummond, and then who's next? Like, if you are trying to bring in a third star, like now you are just walking people up, and you are gonna have to pay RJ at some point. So we're not maxing these guys out, though. Like, none of these guys are maxes. It's not, it's not even necessarily maxing out. It's like, if anyone, Randall's the closest thing to a Max, um, and he's like, if he can do it again next season, I don't know how you can't not give him like a, a large contract. Uh, I don't know. There's my thought process with centers, right? Is not, they're not like you need a rim protector. Like Noel was showing you that he's just serviceable. And sure, like, I'd actually. Disagree with you that Mitch is pretty good on ball. That's the whole point of, like, Mitch is that he's super athletic, that you can switch him on to small guys and he can block them. Uh, that's literally, like, the, the main, like, fascination with Mitchell is that he's so switchable that it's really difficult to, like, have anyone on the perimeter against him. On top of that, he's really good in the pick-and-roll defenses here. He knows how to, like—he has just a natural instinct of just, like, gauging, like, how far he has to, like— hedge back or just, like, be keeping the distance between him and the person coming to the lane. So defensively, Mitch is actually, like, really good. I actually like what Mitch has shown defense. If you want to talk about, like, he's not great at setting screens, sure. He can improve on setting screens. Does he have the the back-to-the-basket game? No, he doesn't. But could he learn it? Sure. The other thing about Mitch is – the intrigue about Mitch is that he has this athletic ability – He's super raw and he's a legit project. And if you, what do you want? Like, it's what do you want out of your center? Do you want to spend a lot of money on someone like Andre Drummond just to be a back to the basket and then have to take shots away from Julius Randle, RJ, just to keep him engaged? Like that's what that's what Drummond wants. I don't. Yeah, well,
1: we got we got to pay Mitch too, man. Like Mitch, we got to pay him too.
0: Mitch is not going to cost
1: as much as Drummond. Like how much I, is I, Mitch going to how, how much you think? I know. Okay, I, I agree, but how much you think he's going to ask for? I think he's going to ask for like 10 mil. A season? At least. Yeah. A 40, 40 mil truck. center? That's great. You well, what do you think Mitch is going to ask for? I'm asking you. You don't think what do you think the difference is going to be between what Mitch is asking for and what Andre Drummond's asking for?
0: Well, Andre Drummond is currently making 28. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but yeah, he and, and he's getting traded. He's not going to make that big of a contract. Everyone knows that he
0: yeah, got cu- he, he got
1: he got he lost
0: the rotation to Jarrett Allen. So like, yeah, but he, you know, like, they they tra- they legit traded for Jared Of course, Jarrett Allen is like yeah, younger. Yeah, but, like they you pushed
1: to- this guy out. You know what I'm saying? They pushed Andre Drummond. Out. He's not he's not getting like last time he was like a free agent uh, visitee kind of guy. People were like calling him in and doing all these things for him. Uh, he's not getting that kind of treatment like do you, you i mean again i'm okay with paying mitch i'm just asking like if someone if if cleveland calls or if the if the hawks call or uh, i'm not going to say lamarcus aldridge because i'd rather he's a free agent this year so i'd rather get him next year um, but i'm just saying it's intriguing like i i like mitch but we also have to pay him too he he hasn't been on You're the court have- that much like he has flaws in his game, I'd like him a lot. Trust me, I like him a lot. But I'm just saying, it's just interesting. Like if Drummond is there and it's Drummond and Randall, like this is like a, that's like a legit, like that's someone to be scared of in the Eastern Conference, like worried about. Like if you're walking into that game, you're like, oh damn, I have to worry about Drummond, Randall, and, for, and like I didn't even mention the entire team yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw. I mean, I saw. Drummond and Blake Griffin, and I wasn't necessarily too thrilled about it personally. Um, I mean, you talk about like a front court that's like be- this is before this is like right before Blake like went down, and they were just an A seed. Um, my thing with like I like Drummond. I think Julius Randle's
1: way better than Blake Griffin on his best day.
0: Yeah, I mean, now he is, but like even then, Blake Griffin was like running for like. In the, I, I forget was he an NBA All Star then? I can't remember.
1: Um, He's putting up double doubles during the Chris Paul times. He was, I think, he was an All Star.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about on Detroit, like Blake Griffin on Detroit. Um, he, we all know that Blake had like his it was, his injury prone. And by the way, Mitch has played like I think minimum 62 games, and that was due to a shortened season. You get like you get you can get 60 semi games out of Mitch. Uh, it's not the worst thing.
1: Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not hating on Mitch. I'm just I'm just like. I'm just saying if there's an opportunity for like a and then we can move on. I'm just you know I just wanted to throw out there because like I, I I need a center so okay of course yeah. I want a backup center instead. But if if I can get like an elite center and I have to give up Mitch to someone who's looking to get younger and we're looking to you know actually make a push and Drummond's on the table. I'm I'm just saying I'm thinking about it. If Cleveland calls me and says Yo, give me Mitch in a second round pick, you could have Drummond. And then I call up Drummond and I tell him. Yo, what do you want for an extension? I kind of want to fit you into the books, so that it can fit in with Randall, who we're about to pay, and then, like, and then we still have, we still need money for the free agent. We have all this cap space, so if you want to fit in, then we can talk about it. Like that's how I would go about it. Like I, I'm just saying, I'm considering it. I love Mitch. I'm a big Mitch fan. This is not hating on Mitch. I'm just saying I'm considering it. So I just wanted to get it's not, like you, what your thoughts uh, I, were on
0: that. I get what that's, you're that's saying. Like sense. I have nothing. Against, I have nothing against Andre Drummond. And by the way, Blake Griffin that season when they made the playoffs, Blake Griffin was uh, an Eastern was an NBA All Star. Um, him, Drummond, Reggie Jackson. He had Reggie Bullock, Wayne Ellington, Luke Kennard, Ish Smith, Langston Galloway. Like Jose Calderon was in the starting backcourt with it. Was he a start? Yeah, he was in the starting backcourt as well. Like that team, like, made the A-seed. And, like, if you put Drummond on a Derrick Rose, like, marginally the same thing, we're talking about the same thing, maybe better, just because the East is just changing from when it was. Because LeBron was... Is, was LeBron... What was that? 2018-19? Was LeBron... Uh, yeah, LeBron was already on the Lakers then. Um, Like, I don't know. It it doesn't... Drummond doesn't. Drummond doesn't appeal to me that much unless Drummond understands that he's a center who should be getting limited touches, is a strict shot blocker. You're going to be using the paint, and that's really it. Like his usage rate has to be lower than thirty, like thirty percent than it is now, and he'd have to be comfortable with that. That's the only way I'm considering Drummond, and like once again, like his, the asking price for Drummond also has to be low. And I think for Mitch, like. I don't know what Mitch is going to command. Like, if Julius Randle was, like, not even NBA All-Star material and we got him for 60 k like, I'm expecting that. like Dude, around he's Clutch that.
1: Sports, bro. He's
0: Clutch Sports. Don't not anymore. Them. He's actually not anymore. Um, oh, they moved him? No, he, he dropped him. So he's not with Clutch oh, anymore. Who is he with? Um, That's a good question. And Jacob Perdo, I forgot, uh, signed with the Spurs, so he's not. A, yeah, should trade uh, to 2023, but doesn't mean we can't trade for him. And I, I would <laughs> love that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right.
1: Um, speaking of All Stars, though, uh, Julius oh. Randall All Star Game. We got Obi Toppin. Uh, during they did they're doing um the a coronavirus uh All Star Game where mm-hmm. they're putting everything in one day. So they're doing the slam dunk contest um at halftime, and uh, Woj tweeted today that the confirmed uh, dunkers. Uh, are going to be Obi, uh, Anthony Simmons, and Kasha uh, Stanley. So Obi better be the overwhelming favorite for that one. I expect a Randall to Obi oop in there.
0: Yeah, nice. Okay, yeah, I definitely. Would, I hope Randall gives. I mean, I'm sure no one else can travel down, so Randall is going to have to do it for him. Um, or maybe volunteers. I don't know how it's going to work down there. Anyway. Getting to back to your Mitchell Robinson question, who's he's represented by the Wasserman uh agency. Same people who represent uh Nikhil Alexander Walker, Kyle Anderson, um Skalby Lebi- how do you pronounce that lebby Yeah. I hate those Labassier, baby.
1: yeah, Lebasier, <laughs> thank you. Scal- <laughs> Scal- Scal, yeah,
0: yeah. Scal's
1: I know, a free I know agent usually. Yeah. Um You know also the free Russell
0: agent, Thon Le- Maker. Oh God!
1: Uh, <laughs> I know. I just I need a center, man. I just need. A, I just and and need a Russell
0: center. Westbrook is also re- represented by this agency as well. Um, so I'm not too worried about Mitch. I know, like Mitch likes being in New York. From I like Mitch he, being in New York too. No, I'm just saying, like I don't think he's going to get. I think everyone's like worried, like how much do we have to pay Mitch? He's going to be like eighty. I don't think Mitch. I think Mitch is also realistic that other centers around the league who have a more diverse game can demand that because they do. And I think he also understands, like, there's, like, if you want to keep somebody, there's going to be a little bit of overpay. I would probably say somewhere around 60 to 65 is what Mitch should probably get as a center. Maybe less. Somewhere around there. That's what I'm figuring, like, because you also got to project, like, uh, the the room for growth as well. So it's going to be an overpay. If we get him on 40, That'd be insane. I don't know if he can get. I don't know if he'll get him on forty, um, maybe fifty. If we can get him on fifty, that'd be like the most ideal situation, honestly. All right. Yeah,
1: that sounds good. I, I I'm 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 just I can't wait for this trade deadline because we're buyers. <laughs> I'm just excited to be buyers, and I hope it's not for Oladipo. Uh, you got some thoughts on uh, the 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 um, Woj? Article when he mentioned um, the Rockets offered Old Depot a max two year extension, he declined it. And then he kind of subtly mentioned uh, the Heat and the Knicks to be interested in him in the offseason. Um, and they have the cap space, but that means that they might be interested in a rental as well if they're uh, looking for a playoff push in
0: the Eastern Conference. Any thoughts on Depot? Well, before I go on, Debo, we j- I just got to give a shout-out to Julius Randle, first of all. Like, this is just praise for Julius Randle for being an NBA All-Star. Like, it's going to be dope seeing Obi Toppin, as you mentioned, in the slam dunk uh, with Keisha Stanley and for uh Simons. But Julius Randle, man, can we just... Like, we got to give, like, a little tribute for Julius Randle for being an NBA All-Star, for completely changing his game, like a complete 180, like, from what he was doing last season, to being just the catalyst of the New York Knicks. Like, he came in the offseason, chose the Knicks, bet on himself, uh, took the weight. You saw that he was not happy last season. Like he didn't want to deal with media. I don't like I knew he was trying to be a leader. I wouldn't say he was the best leader last season, but this season he is a true leader in every aspect of the word. And just like it's just amazing, man. Like it really is just amazing to see a guy starting to enter his prime Seeing his game like completely come together, and he's doing it on the Knicks. Like we actually got him on a great deal on the Knicks, so it was really where it's like part of the old regime, right? Like I know Scott Perry's still in here, so shout out to Scott Perry for like getting Julius Randle in here and clearing the books and setting up the Knicks right. But also like Steve Mills, like was part of that too. And it's kind of funny how it, things are changing under this new regime, right? It's as, yeah. as our as our guest Brendan Campbell said, uh, this is found money, and it's.
1: He yeah. He's part of he's part of the power forward purge when we were like, Oh, Knicks want to sign power forwards, power forwards, and that was all, all started with Julius Randle.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny how it's all changed. Like that entire offseason was weird, but Julius Randle, salute to you, man. I know you still got me blocked and rightfully so for <laughs> slandering the crap out of you last season for all your spin moves, but hey.
1: Me and Julius around, are still on man. good
0: terms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good someone needs to be but uh (laughs) i got i got you julius congratulations to you for being an nba all-star you're making my i think my third ever blog post just like age like fine wine like my that blog post is literally titled julius randall's time has like come and it's like talking about like how julius randall could be the leader of the team and all this type of stuff and like how he has the same type of statistical numbers like Giannis at the uh lebron james and so forth and it's like last season that didn't come true but now it is and it's like wow thank you so salute to you julius randall that's all i gotta say but now john let's go on to this old depot talk
1: yeah and um, shout out to julius's family too we got we got we got we got videos of his wife and his kids singing for us so the whole the whole the whole rant the randall's vibe this year so yeah but I'm, I'm i'm hyped by randall and Honestly, with his, I'm just a little worried about his six, his six technicals, but um I'm, I'm like he he has a tone, man. He he's not taking crap from anyone from the ref, from other players, and he's setting the tone for his squad. So it's good. And, <laughs> and 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 you know, it's funny like I know we were we were getting at uh our boy Jeff Campbell uh for a while.
0: But he kind of looks like mellow out there. Damn. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because people are actually starting to come around and say that. And that article is like Julius Realms doing everything that uh, we wanted from Mel. And shout out to you, Jeffrey Campbell, for writing that piece and taking the brunt of it. Because my God, did that thing get torched? That thing was just the ratio on Twitter was just insane. Oh, my God. Kudos Mix to Jets, etc. always has your back, Jeff. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, bro. We're here for you. Um, but... No, nah, man, like, he is. Like, he's doing things, like, in a mellowish type of way. Like, that mid-range, like, the jab step, like, just the fadeaway. Like, everything, like, just finishing, being strong in the post, shooting three-pointers. Like, Melo isn't necessarily, like, the greatest three-point shooter, but he took threes. And, like, the funny thing is, like, Randall trains with Melo in the season with Chris Brickley. Like, and just, I remember seeing that video. I'm like, oh, and that was, like, also my piece. Like, yo, he's training with Melo. And now, like, to see this all coming to fruition, it's just crazy. It's absolutely Dude, crazy. When is Melo going to be on this team? This year or next year? I don't just know, give it man. to me straight. I need him. I don't him. know. Uh, we, I would love a Melo return. Uh, we need him. We need him for the playoffs. You heard that he said not this season, obviously. He's like, they're doing their own thing over there. They're yeah, next good. year. Okay, fine. Fine. Next year. That's gotcha. <laughs> fine. That's fine. Um, so give me Depot.
1: What about Depot?
0: Oh, God. Uh Don't trade for Depot. It's not worth it. If you want him a free agency, go for it. But he wants more than like f- he wants a lot, yeah. man. He wants a max? He wants a lot. Yeah. It's not worth the max. I'm okay. Sorry. Okay, we're on
1: the same page. Me too. I don't want He's not like worth that. the max. I'm sorry. Like But we might, dude. Leon Rose. That's the one issue. I don't If he likes someone, you. he might he might like him. You know what I mean? If it's his boy, think- it might be his boy. That's the one that was always like the one big scare. You know what I mean with having the the agent GM. So I feel like Depot's a good test because I really don't want Depot either. I don't think
0: he's worth it. I think for the it's always for the right price, right? Um It's so I just don't like. He can't get paid over Randall. Nobody's getting paid over Randall. Absolutely not. Like you can't. Yeah. Like I. You can't sign this guy for agency and then not pay... Then you have to pay Randall.
1: So then we're going to have Depot and Randall as the two stars and then looking for a third one? That does not sound like a championship team.
0: No, it doesn't. And, like, the thing is, like, Mitch... Not Mitch. uh, RJ and Oladipo do this close to, like, the exact same thing. Like, they love to attack, like, the lane. Um, That's just too many people... Like, we need someone who can just shoot, like, like a Bradley Beal. Like, you need to off-balance that. And this is the thing I'll say... About Victor Oladipo Like if he'll come here um, We had I hope you don't remember Or I hope you do remember Michael K. Gilchrist In the training camp uh, Not only is he from Kentucky He's also a CAA client mm-hmm. And everyone and their grandmother Was like Oh Iggy's getting waved uh, They're gonna bring in Michael K. Gilchrist he's, They're gonna do him a favor What happened? None of that uh, Because you know why? They're like, dude, you offer legitimately nothing for this team. Now, Depot does offer something for this team. I'm not saying that. But it just shows, like, it only runs so deep, and they're trying to build a team. Like, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is that Leon Rose, like, if we look at Leon Ro- Rose and who he is, like, he... He's methodical, he's patient, and he tries to get everyone in the room on the same page and like, really like, all right, let's lay out all the facts. Let's lay out all the details and figure this thing out. And I don't think he's just going to do something for the sake of just doing something because he had a tie to CAA or someone had a tie to Kentucky. I think he's actually going to treat the Knicks like a client because he is an attorney and he was very successful as an agent and he always did right by, the, by his clients. His client right now is the New York Knicks. So I think for him, to keep his legacy going, he's going to do what's best for the team. And I think he's going to ask Walt Perrin, Alex Klein, uh, the Zanin brothers, you know, Tibbs. Like, what do you think about adding this guy to the team? Does he add anything? Is it just a replica of just what we expect RJ to be? I don't think he's going to do anything so... I don't think he's it's not i don't think he's just gonna do anything that's just based on relationships alone i think it also for him has to make sense this guy seems to be like a deep thinker and like very well calculated and planned and i don't that just seems too shallow just to do like agent uh like relationship so forth like i don't i don't see i don't see that being uh the path yeah no i i think that's i
1: agree i think you I think he will do what's best for the Knicks. I just, I can't see, I can't see us maxing out Randall Depot and paying Mitch. Just, I don't, I don't feel like Depot really fits. And I would like to add that I will not accept any Iggy slander on this podcast because he has been absolutely murdering the G League. I, I if if Iggy can get a spot on this team, especially that he has a two way contract, like after this bubble is done. I have, I have no words. Well, he's not, absolutely
0: murdering. Iggy's on a two-way. He's, he's signed with the Knicks. The thing is, like, he's oh, a second-rounder. He's not on a two-way. Um, and by the way, uh, yeah. Victor Oladipo didn't know this. is with uh, Varus' management team, so he's not even, like, related to, like, CAA. Unless he was with CAA at some point, I don't know. Um, Wait, how can Iggy be signed to the Knicks and play for the G League? So you can, like, you can delegate anyone on the main roster to the G League. Uh, that's fine. Like we could, we could legit send, um, as long as you don't have four years of like NBA experience, Mm -hmm. which Iggy doesn't, you can be sent down to the G league. Um, and you can also, So he has a roster spot. Yeah, actually, no, sorry for two ways, two ways. You can't have more than four years. NBA, NBA service. Um, as be, being on the team, you can, like Dennis Smith Jr. did, you can ask to be sent down, and you can go sent down. Like how we had Joe Kim Noah, Courtney Lee, they played games in the G League to get mm-hmm. some run back in. Um, you can do that, uh, but usually you don't see it for established veterans because they're established. Iggy is not an established veteran. He's just He was a second-round pick, and he needs run, so they can just send him down to the G League. Mm-hmm. They they can just do that.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. He better get.
0: He better be on this team after the bubble's done. He's been absolutely murdering. Yeah, man. I mean, the thing with Iggy, like, I love Iggy. Uh, I think it's just his defense that Tibbs is Tibbs is going to look at, and he's a tweener between. Oh, sh- was it? You think he's like a tweener between? I think he's like. He's a solid three. People. He's a solid. He could be a
1: solid three in this league, and I, I, he at least deserves the opportunity to practice with the Knicks on a daily basis. Like practice and and play defense during practice and let Tips figure and like watch you. At least like you know what I mean? He's he's yeah. he's, a, he's a prolific scorer, dude. And he he sets good screens. He 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 uh, he, he, plays, he plays pretty good defense to me. Now, like I, in the G League though, you know what I mean compared to his competition. So that's what I'm saying. Like I I think he he's, he's
0: honestly he's too good for the G League to be yeah, honest. So with you. So he's 6'6". He's considered a small forward. Some guys want their small forwards to be like 6'7", 6'8", whatever. Um, He's like good height for a wing. I I don't disagree with you. It's, you know, it's really just his defense. I think his offense is fine. Like, he just likes to body people, and he likes to use his physicality like RJ does. Um, It's just really like his foot speed. Like, if you watch him play defense, it's just... It's not horrendous. It's just he just needs to get a little bit more quicker, and I think he can. But he could be Joe Ingles, dude. On. He could be our Joe Ingles. I would like it, man. He just like look. You, if, if, unfortunately, in this COVID year, if you're in the G, if you're playing for the G League, you have to be down there, and they have to go through the whole testing protocol. Usually, uh, he could be pra- he would be practicing with the team and then going down just to play. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I think he's so. missing out. I think he is too, but he's also getting reps which he wasn't getting up here and he needs reps. So, you know, once this is done and that's very soon, he's going to come back and then be on the roster again and then just be here, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um
1: so so yeah, so uh, what do you, what do you uh what do you think about uh the the back end of this short two-game road trip? We got uh the Spurs coming up on Tuesday. Finally got a day off. <laughs> Ah oh, man. The travel. we we'll are just travel to San Antonio. That's why.
0: I don't know. Sheesh. San Antonio is going to be interesting, man. It's really going to be. I think we beat the Pistons again. I'm going to answer that question. I'm going to answer that one. Make it real simple. <laughs> on Thursday. Um, oh, yeah. That one. I'm going to be there. I'm, I'll be there. I'll be looking out. I'll for be you. yelling. You got to be like I'm our boy be. Chris. You got to be like our boy Chris Pierciana and get on uh, TV, man. You'll hear me yelling at least, so I could probably see that. <laughs> just like, yo, him. I, I Tibs! love... Tibbs! <laughs> Tibbs! <laughs> I
1: love... I love Tibbs. But also, I love listening to Tibbs scream at... Did you hear him?
0: No, I didn't hear him scream. What, what did he say?
1: He was... No, he was just like... You could hear him in the beginning. Was, like, like OB uh, on the defense. He's like, OB, OB Like, I just hear him screaming uh, through the mics. It was hilarious.
0: I love him so, so much. so funny. Um...
1: He's like telling him exactly where to go, like where to switch, and then um, uh, Mike Breen was like, "You could." He's like started laughing. He's like, "You could hear uh, Coach Tibbs uh, telling uh, Obi where to be on the defense." <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, it's hilarious, but yeah, I guess like yeah, it's, you're gonna have a lot of fun, man. I'm gonna hear you on the, I'm gonna hear you on the intercom screaming, "Like Tibbs, I love you, Tibbs." Peace. PCR test pending. Tibbs. PCR test pending.
1: Tibbs, Valentine's past, but will you be my Valentine? We're gonna hear that from John. Oh my uh, God, I would love if Tibbs would be my Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no
0: joke, Tibbs. I love is, you. This is great. Uh, we all love you, Tib. Tibbs. Nick's Nixon, Nick's nation loves you, uh, except for the interesting people who still are looking for you to fail, which I don't know why. <laughs> uh, we we do
1: get a, we we do get a look at the uh, for the Spurs, who we were talking about uh, a lot in this off season, I'm terrified of the Spurs this weekend. Uh, this not this weekend. Uh, this, this Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, I'm
0: but I, I'm terrified too. I think they're actually. I think it's going to be a split, man. Honestly, yeah. I think they're going to lose the Spurs and then win the Pistons. Like, I would so you think we're going to sweep shot. the
1: Pistons? Huh? You think we're going to sweep the Pistons on this little in the, in the week?
0: Yes. Okay, I don't think the Pistons. Like, they're they're legit packed. They're just, Season end, dude. They're they're going to get Kay Cunningham too. They're like, look, man, we got like fifteen power forwards. You know, we thought the New York Knicks model was a great idea, but <laughs> we got the Mason problem is Plumlee. I love
1: their centers, dude. Oh my god, if we could steal Isaiah Stewart or even Plumley, dude, Plumley's so like he, oh, I one of those to guys have would have be good.
0: So- Plumley's good, dude. Like Plumley so is the both of them are perfect. Yeah, oh. no, they 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 got some good physical centers over there. Um, yeah. That's my take. So I think we're in agreement that we split, right? Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that I don't. I don't see it. And then we get the we get the All Star break, and uh, not I don't know. What we're gonna. Obi better win That's that. Be interesting. Obi better win that. Yo, Obi better win the dunk, bro. O'be let me get
1: O'be. a. Let me get a. Let me get a Randall off the side of the backboard. Obi between his legs, tomahawk jam.
0: Woo! That'd be fire. Fire. Give me that. Let's ho- Let's hope that it happens. But yeah, that covers it for the next segment of this podcast. So let's take a quick break, John, and then we'll come back for the cetera portion. What's up, everyone? We're back
1: for, for the cetera portion of the Knicks episode of the Knicks Just Etc. podcast. Uh, and today, in addition to the NBA TNT schedule, we'll be talking about what's in the news this week from Alex's boy, Kyrie Irving, on his favorite team, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, um <laughs> shut it down. This is over. Too much net too much. <laughs> um He went a little too much. Uh he's talking about how black Black Kings made the league and all this stuff, but his point was he wants Kobe Bryant to be the NBA logo. A little background. The artist who made the NBA logo is the only person who kind of confirmed that he made the silhouette of Jerry West. However, the NBA never confirmed that it was Jerry West for and since we're lawyers and we're nerds, we'll kind of give this to you guys. Uh Jerry West actually uh was I think he filed a suit to the NBA back in the day because they were technically making money off his likeness,
0: likeness and image, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? So that's why they never confirmed it. So the, yeah. they can't admit that that's Jerry West, even though everyone knows it's Jerry West. Uh, the designer who literally made the logo said it was Jerry West. Um, so, I don't know if technically they can make it somebody, or if they do, they're going to have to make it some sort of way that it goes to... Ch- like, you know, they're going to have to figure it out. they would have to pay somebody else or buy the rights or do some uh, nerdy lawyerly stuff. Uh, but... Yeah. But... I, I, I thought it was a it was a fun conversation uh like whether it's kobe or maybe even bill russell or maybe like just like michael Jordan. i don't know i think yeah uh it was like or, or maybe like a bunch of other people or maybe a basketball like you know just like just change it up in general to nobody like not one person because no matter what someone's gonna be upset iq like, floater like, like exactly exactly the space the space media iq floater like you know, it, it could be anything. So, um, what do you any
0: any thoughts on that? I mean, I'm fine with changing the logo. I think it, like I would probably do Kobe as in tribute to Kobe, Um, and like I'd talk to like Vanessa Bryant, see like maybe like work out a deal where you know she gets something, and the, or some of it goes to like a charity, like so, some some equitable way. Like, I think Kobe would probably be the more, like, ideal one because, like, he's, you know, unfortunately he passed, um, I don't know. Or maybe you can just switch it up and get, like, a lot of guys in there and make it, like, a true, like, I don't know, not a true NBA logo, but, like, something interesting. Like, get Bill Russell, get Michael Jordan, get Kobe Bryant, get all these legends that you want in there and make this just an interesting logo. I don't know. There's so many ways to go about it, uh, but it's not necessarily a pressing issue but it's definitely like something that you can bring up and be like, hey, what if we what do you think about changing the logo? It's like Andrew Yang coming out of here and be like, Hey guys, we should <laughs> change the New York City flag. It's like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. We have so many we have so many other things that we could discuss today, but you want to talk about the flag of New York City. Okay. At least for the NBA, it's just kind of like Do we have anything else to do besides, I don't know, fixing <laughs> I the think- refs?
1: I think, I think honestly, it'll cost them money. I think it's kind of short-sighted, but if you just, like, change the NBA logo, like, the, all the merch... Like, for example, when a, and a player changes their jersey number, they have to actually buy out from their pocket all the jerseys that were already in merchandise. That yeah. they already, like, sold out because, you know, like, all their stuff. So, I think, actually, it'll cost them money. And, like, instead of doing that, they're like, how about we don't... <laughs> Pay all that money with the NBA logo and like use it on anything else. I agree. Well, the, the, <laughs>
0: thing, the thing is that it would the, the logo would sh- it would be set for a future date, right? Like it wouldn't be next yeah. year or anything like that. It's like what they did for. Um, it'd be like NFL. You know, it'd be like a college schedule
1: in football. It's like, oh yeah, we we scheduled this game for uh, twenty forty seven. Look out for it.
0: Yeah. No. Exactly. It's like what they did, <laughs> but it's like what they did for the advertising on like the NBA jerseys. Like it was not like the next day. It was. the next year it was they they scheduled it saying okay we're gonna work our way in and like so everyone has time to plan it like get like when we're changing you know because it was adidas at the time uh before they went to nike i'm pretty sure it was adidas who was still in and they were like they it was like we're gonna go to nike so let's figure it out then once we go to nike um so it'd be a plan for it and Like, that's fine. Like, I just don't think it's like a major pressing issue. But you bring up something like legitimate, like they'd have to buy it out, like if you change. And that's why Anthony Davis, uh, when LeBron's like, oh, yeah, I'll go back to like whatever number, like maybe six or something new. And Anthony Davis would get 23. uh, Stores are like, well, are you going to buy all this out? Because that's a whole lot of inventory that we have to change now. And so that's why they're like, oh, we'll just wait. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah,
1: I agree. Uh, and so now jumping into the NBA on TNT schedule that we always get into. Uh, we don't really want to get into too much into Shaq not knowing the name of the players of the organization he's with. With the Kings, he doesn't know the names of IQ or Mitch Robinson. Uh, this is so he, sad. Did, he did. He definitely cheated and looked up Bane, Desmond Bane's name, because his uh, you could see his like glasses lighting up and looking down, him kind of killing time. Um, and he got Desmond Bane. I He's just classic. want to say it's
0: so disrespectful, man. Like you're like a steward of the NBA, like you're a Hall of Famer, you're a legend. Like you talk, like you get paid to talk about this game on a nightly basis. Like legit, like you get paid to talk about this game. <laughs> And you can't even know, like, the players, like, in the league. Like, I don't know. He's his, his GS-27 certified. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that GS-7, th- whatever, certification is no good for naming players in the league. Like, I can understand Emmanuel quickly as a rookie, but Mitchell Robinson's been in the league for, like, three years. Like, you've definitely covered games with Mitchell Robinson in it. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. That, yeah. And he also got an NBA record. Uh, Mr. Guru uh, for uh, highest field goal percentage ever last year. Check it out, bro. But he just and wants to know you... why you don't have twenty five rebounds and twenty five points in three quarters.
0: And how, and how do you? How's he not know <laughs> Malik Monk? I know. <laughs> or Sean Holmes. This is boy. Anyway, ooh, ooh, what? I think it was all an act. Like that's. It was so
1: stupid. No, I no no way. He he was embarrassed. I he was yeah. he definitely was on an act. He was embarrassed. Oh God.
0: Anyway, that's even worse.
1: Yeah. So we got the Clippers versus Celtics. In the first game, uh, we are officially. I mean, obviously it's Boston, so we hate them anyway. But now it's now it's personal because they're actually right. They're we're fighting for playoff seeding with them now. So we got the Clippers versus Celtics. The Clippers are on a run. Kawhi is back. I'm I'm praying for Zubac, but it's not happening. Paul George is starting to play basketball. The Clippers are looking good, man. Um, the Celtics, everyone was like going crazy on them. But they're kind of getting it together. I think, I think honestly, the more you talk down and, and get rid of the Celtics and throw them off, the better they're going to play. Marcus Smart is huge for that team. He's coming back after the All-Star break. He is their number one efi- efficient player. I actually like watching Boston when Marcus Smart's in the game, to be honest with you. Uh, he makes Tristan Thompson better. He makes the... He makes everyone better. Honestly, he moves the ball, so uh, look out for that. But, but um, Kemba Walker, I think, is fine. So I, I, I'm not gonna write the Celtics off. I, I also I think they're gonna finish ahead of the Knicks if I'm being honest about it. But just for this game, I th- I'm I think the Clippers uh, should be uh, killing the Celtics.
0: What do you got in this game? Clippers all day. It's an easy choice for me. Honestly, like the Celtics, sure. They've been playing okay ball and like they've been on and off, but the Clippers are right now on a tear, as you pointed out, and I just can't see them taking their foot off the pedal against the Celtics. Um, yeah, no, I, I got, I got the, I got the Clippers winning. All right, and then we got you. And you got to the- go with the way, like as you point out, like how Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, like Paul George has been playing out of this world. Kawhi is just playing like Kawhi. Their defense is just really good. Um, I, like. The issue with, like, the, the Celtics is that Kemba hasn't been playing well. They're without Marcus Smart, and their wings are, like, it's hard for them just to do everything when you don't have Kemba, who's supposed to be initiating. So it's been rough. So I got the Clippers.
1: Yeah, so we're on the same page there. And then we have the Suns at the Lakers, which is a sneaky, really good game. Um, Lakers have been on a tear um, after going on a little bit of a slump. They look weird, man. They look weird without AD. Uh, and then we got the Suns, on the other hand, who are out on a mission ever since uh, Book was snubbed at first. Quote-unquote snubbed. We all knew who's going to be in there.
0: Um, how do you think this game's going to go? I got the Suns. Wow. We're both uh, on the same page. I got the Suns, too. I think the Lakers, Um, you know, I know Anthony Davis came back. Uh, so they're starting to get their footing going, but the Suns are just too well-rounded. Um, and I don't think the Lakers are, and I think the Suns are going to, I think the Suns are going to give a little upset. Chris Paul is playing well, Devin Booker starting to really come in and starting to like gel with the team. Um, I just like the way the Suns are built. Mikal Bridges has just been playing well, just being like a good like wing, like 3 and D type of guy. and Honestly, what you need, and Aiton's been playing stellar so far. So I like the way that team set up. Lakers are too heavily dependent on AD and LeBron, and AD is just coming back from injury. I I, I don't know. It all it's all dependent yeah. on AD. Honestly,
1: it's just too close to the All Star break. I feel like uh, it's kind of like a one two three Cancun thing for the uh, Le, like LeBron and stuff like that. When it comes to like right before the break, I don't know. We'll see. I uh, yeah, I agree. I, with I, you. I, I, I just uh, the the Suns are hungry, so I really like the Suns team, man. I really really like them. They're really yeah. fun. They're a really fun league pass team
0: uh, to watch. I really wish they beat Brooklyn that night. I, I really wish they did. I'm I so know. annoyed with that. They had it too. They had it. I
1: know. So annoying. All right. Well, that that uh, that wraps it up for uh, this week's episode of uh, the <laughs> Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Uh, we are on the same page for not only the terror portion, but the Knicks games this week,
0: too, Alex. What's going on? Wild. I I don't know what's going on. It's got to be something in the water recently. Something in the water. Or it's just that we're, we also need the All-Star break for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, we're sinking, bro. We're sinking, our periods are sinking up. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! All right, Ricey, please cut that out. I hope. That. Jesus. Okay. And on that note, thank you everyone for tuning in for another <laughs> next episode for the Knicks Jets etc. podcast. Please make sure to find us on all streaming platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, you name it, we are there. And also, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Knicks comma Jets comma etc. period. Make sure to find us everywhere. Make sure to interact with John and I, too, on our own personal accounts, and even our producer, Ricey, who's creating these fire-ass beats, all right? Make sure to give us all a follow, and we'll catch you later this week for another Jets episode of this podcast. All right, everyone, catch you later. Jesus Christ, John. Let's let's go next.